I had a foot on some guy's throat and a hand in my pocket the first time I saw Billy D. He was standing across the street, staring, not even trying to be sly about it, just staring without a word, without even blinking. What are you looking at? I called. His mouth fell open in a silent little O, but he didn't respond. He didn't leave either, just kept on staring. Something gurgled inside the throat under my foot, and I glanced down. The guy looked like he might be struggling to breathe, but his face wasn't red yet, so I turned my attention back to the other boy. Get out of here, or you're next. That was kind of an empty threat. Even from across the street, I could tell by his vacant expression, that slack jaw, and the strange way he hunched his shoulders, that he was different. Probably in special ed. And I didn't beat on those guys. Standards, you know. Hey, you deaf or something? I said, get lost. He hesitated, shuffling first to the left, then to the right. He looked once more at me and at the boy under my boot, then moved his gaze to the sidewalk and stomped away. Freak. The hand in my pocket closed over a piece of gum. I popped the stick in my mouth and refocused on the task at hand. Below me, surrounded by sidewalk grit and gravel, that face was definitely turning a little pink. I lifted my foot and kicked a loose bit of rock so it pinged off the guy's shoulder. It must have stung because he winced between gasps for breath. You think that hurt? That's nothing compared to what I'll do to your car if you mess with me again. He hadn't found his voice yet, which was lucky for him because he was probably just dumb enough to say something to piss me off even more. He pulled himself up to a sitting position and crawled along the sidewalk toward the street, where the door to his bright red Mustang still hung open. It was restored vintage, back from when Mustangs were still cool. He was halfway across the pavement when I called out. And you better find another way to school. If I see your car on this street again, you'll have a broken windshield and a broken face. The guy finally pulled himself up into the driver's seat and turned just long enough to glare at me before slamming the door shut. I responded with a raised fist, and even though I was still on the sidewalk and couldn't possibly touch him, I heard the door locks click. I had to laugh. What a pussy. The Mustang roared around the corner and disappeared. I scratched my palms out of habit, but it wasn't necessary. The itching had evaporated with the car. It always started like that, with the itch. I would feel it in the center of my palms, a buzzing sensation I couldn't ignore. If I did try to ignore it, the itch would spread like a spider web, radiating out to the edges of my hand, tingling down to my fingertips. Closing those fingers into a fist and giving that fist a landing pad was the only way to scratch the itch. I never knew what would trigger it. It could be as subtle as a guy rolling his eyes when I spoke up in class, or as obvious as some asshole in a bright red Mustang rolling down a window and asking why I couldn't afford a car. Not much I could do about the former. I was this close to getting kicked out of school as it was. If it wasn't for my good grades, they'd have shoved me out the door already. But the latter would get a guy dragged out of his car for a lesson in sidewalk humility. I would have done more to the Mustang moron, but the freak across the street had distracted me. Something about his eyes, kind of slanted and round at the same time, unnerved me. I felt like I was being judged, a feeling that normally made my palms itch. But in the case of the slack-faced kid, it made me want to scratch my head instead of my hands. The turd in the red Mustang was right about one thing. What kind of self-respecting 16-year-old didn't have a car? I kicked rocks aside as I shuffled down the sidewalk. 
I wasn't the only junior at Mark Twain High without a car, but I was one of the few. Columbia, Missouri wasn't exactly the home of the rich and famous, but most families could at least scrape together a few bucks for a clunker. I turned the corner in the opposite direction the Mustang had gone. Haves to the right, have-nots to the left. I pulled myself up a little straighter, as if the guy in the Mustang could still see me. Who needed four wheels when I had two fists? The farther I walked, the more overgrown the yards became, the deeper the peels of paint on the houses. My street was the last one before those houses and yards became trailers and gravel driveways. I rounded the corner and spotted the now familiar moving truck parked directly across the street from my own house. That thing had been there for almost a week, blocking my view of just about everything else from my bedroom window.